3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. can
4: mobilecom KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live from Surprise. Thank you very much to the on-time experts. Best Buy, Windows and Siding, mm. and of course... Our presenting sponsor, not yet. Our presenting sponsor, Sonic. Mmm. Good. For making all of this happen. Thank you guys
0: very, very much.
4: Now, (laughs) I wanted to.
0: I just didn't, um, but I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I was mm, in the windows, too. I'm in the windows. I was watching you. It sounded good. We're going to
4: talk with Jack Leiter in just a few minutes, but. Before we get to that, on the blue chew hard on seat. the no, hot it's seat. hot seat. So I, meant- I did not get confirmation <laughs> from the advertisers that they wanted to change it to the blue chew hard seat. I have not been able to confirm that. Is so Evan Grant put out his updated roster projections for the Rangers. Okay. But the interesting tweak on this is this is the optimistic edition of the roster. And what that specifically means is let's immediately go to the rotation and see the fallout from there. Rotation, Nathan Ivaldi, John Gray, Andrew Heaney, Dane Dunning, and Jordan Montgomery. Hold on, what? it?
5: So, I, okay. op, optimistic. He said optimistic? Optimistic. Why would he be your fifth, though? I feel like he would be. Oh, no, I, I just read it that way oh, for dramatic okay. effect. <laughs> no, I read it that way for like dramatic effect. Like I said effect.
0: yesterday, at this point, won't be ready. February 28th, he will not be ready Yep, uh, for your opening day roster. like You will have to either put him on the injured list or, or something because he's not going to have enough time. Neither will Blake Snell to start the season in your five-man rotation unless you want to start him three innings. If you're okay with his first start being Which the fifth game, yeah, I don't know. But like hey, he's just going to throw three innings this time and four innings next time. Maybe you're you're cool with that, especially with
4: Bradford yeah. being stretched out. Yeah, that so might be the way they go. I guess I
0: should preference it. You won't have you. It won't be a normal start.
5: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would. I would. Uh, I like that rotation, though, man. The optimistic rotation. I'm pretty happy with that. Well, and
0: one of the things
4: he said is Boston has been talking to Montgomery, but it feels like if he wanted to be there. That deal could have already come together. Yeah, he'd, been the, he'd be there if he wanted yes. to.
5: I wonder, Kevin, I wonder, I wonder if just Texas keeps calling him. You know, not, not like really calling him, but just emotionally. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah. you know, I'm the World Series with those guys. And he, like, and
4: he, like hears the song, It Must Have Been Love. And been he's and like, real. man, maybe it's not over now. It's not over now. All right. And so that changes the complexion of the bullpen. So now bullpen lays out like this. Jose LeClerc. Josh Spores, David Robertson, Kirby Yates. And I feel like those are the four that you feel like that's definitely yeah. a, a done deal for now. Then it goes Brock Burke, which I, some people I, think that's a done deal, I too. I think he's
0: going to be on the team, yeah.
4: Then Cody Bradford. And then we mix it up with the, because remember now, we shifted him down, with a non-roster invitees of Chase and Shreve and Diego Castillo. Okay. Now,
0: I, I like Diego Castillo. I'm going to tell you, Shreve, I don't remember I don't remember watching him pitch yeah. earlier in his career, but I do like if Diego Castillo gets back to the guy he was, that could be a really solid pickup.
4: And then they he did drop in there, because I know this is somebody that you've been talking about. If you're looking for a long shot who's made an early impression, Jesus Tinoco hit 100 miles per hour repeatedly in a 10-pitch, three-strikeout spring debut. So the thought is, assuming Montgomery does go elsewhere, and then you shift Bradford back into the rotation, does that make it Tinoco or Duffy or Samson that are now more likely in play?
0: Well, it's interesting because Jared's feeling pretty strong about Samson.
4: Mm-hmm. And he would take the place essentially of Bradford, right, if Bradford moved right into rotation. And you rotation. saw Tinoco. I saw so Tinoco. Kind of he little... looked really
0: good, and I will tell you this, from somebody with the Rangers, they have been very impressed with the first two weeks uh, approximately of what Tinoco's doing. Interesting. Now, there's, there's still four more weeks to show what you have or don't have, but he has made a really nice first impression.
5: You chatted with him for a second. I don't yeah. know if you chatted with him long enough to, like, gather. Does he have a good head on his shoulders? I don't know what you – was it long enough to obviously? Have
0: to get that? I'm a media guy. His English is his second language. Okay, all right. Um, so it wasn't the best conversation to get a feel. I went over there because he gave up the home run to Aaron Judge. I want to introduce myself, tell him he did great yesterday. That was the day I went to the backfields, and just say, hey, just you know, I I know how you feel. I gave up the home run to Barry Bonds, and we talked for a minute, okay. but it was, it was not like. It was broken i've I'm used to it. I played baseball for thirteen years, but when you're a teammate, broken English is cool because you're teammates and you you know where each one is going and and who you are. But when he's like, "I don't know who you are, yeah. like it's not like a, a uh, an engaging conversation. I can't
5: wait to talk to Mike Bassick. I will say this clubhouse, Kevin is it's we've been bouncing around a lot. Yes. in this clubhouse this, yes. this year. There have been a lot of guys that are like, yes, I'm ready to talk. They're they're excited about it. So that that has been one of those things. We're just trying to get to know everybody while we're out here. I didn't get a chance to hear the interview, but since you mentioned broken English, have you heard
4: about my favorite exchange thus far of all of spring training? No. Is Jared Sandler told Eric Chiafalo that he should go talk to Mark Church, who, if you're not familiar he was born in
5: Atlanta. Yeah, he does the barbecuing. No, no, no. That's Meat segment. Church. Oh, that's gotcha. Meat Church. Oh, okay. But
0: I this... thought you were talking about the dude who did a Cowboys like halftime show during Thanksgiving.
5: Eric
4: Church. Ah, I would not have gotten that. <laughs> Mark Church, to which Eric Chiafalo responded, Does he speak English? <laughs>
5: Dude, that's a good question. That's is good. it? I mean, it's a good question. Is it? You never know oh, what people question. pass, uh, pass that's are. A good, that's a good question. <laughs> so, I love Eric, dude. That guy, it? he's hustling out here, man. All right. He, but, lost, he lost his run-in buddy. W- w- he did. Up to a he baby, did. And so he's like, he's out here doing the best he can right now, and I'm proud of him. Now,
4: catcher, no surprise, Heim, Kisner. Let's go to the infield. Nathaniel Lowe, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Josh Young, Ezekiel Duran, and Josh Smith. Okay. You seem perhaps
0: perplexed Where does he put Justin Foscue? Is he saying he's not on the team, or is he just saying he's a DH? Because if he's going to play defense, it will be in the infield.
4: Well, let's continue on, because maybe you'll be surprised about how this is going to play out. And then we get to the outfield with five outfielders consisting of Evan Carter, Leody Taveras, Adolis Garcia, Travis Jankowski, and Wyatt Langford. Wyatt Langford. At which point, and this is telling right here, Tell because me. we're really plugged in with the team, but obviously Evan Grant is very plugged in with the team as well. Is he said with Langford, he is starting to feel like it's more realistic than optimistic okay. that Langford breaks camp with this club which I feel like I've been on that track.
0: So Boch is going to have to do tomorrow. Obviously there's a lot more media that he had to do today because of the Dodgers yep, game yep, and yep. and tomorrow they play the Brewers. There will be less hype on that game sure. because the Brewers aren't bringing over sure. Yamamoto to pitch. Is when do you care about results in spring training? That's a I think they he could they could care less if Marcus Wouldn't Simeon I know he hit a home run yesterday but if Marcus Simeon went four for fifty in his at bats they're like so what he's batting first or yeah. he's batting you know maybe he's batting second because Evan Carter's leading off or something the But the bench kid but like so what I don't care but with Wyatt Langford it's not even March yet they're just watching him at bat I I talked to Michael Young today about specific I didn't st- talk specifically about Wyatt Langford but I was asking Michael Young about hey. What are you looking for when somebody's taking yeah. batting practice? Because who cares? Like, and he pretty much said, "I could care less." When a guy's pulling the ball for home runs in batting practice, he's like, he's looking for good backspin. He's looking for using all of the field. He's looking for if there's pop to dead center field, uh, and the guy's kind of when he sees the ball and it's even batting practice, but he's taking the ball into the gaps. He's like, it's not perfect. It's batting practice. Anybody. Like He was kind of saying, and he's like, if I take batting practice right now, I'm going to look good in batting practice, and I'm 40-something years old. But I was wondering, you know, when he's watching a guy like Wyatt Langford or Sebastian Walcott or something like that, what is he looking for in batting practice that you can see? And then I kind of – I talked about, yeah, when I'm watching a bullpen, this is what I'm watching. I'm not just trying to see how hard a guy throws. I'm trying to look at certain things. And so I was wondering from his perspective, what is he looking for in batting practice? The
5: other thing, too, is when fielding practice, obviously, if a guy's just, you know, booting them and muffing them all over the place, that's a problem. But those are consistent things that you know kind of know what's about to happen. I guess you're trying to see more of how they respond and react in the outfield whenever, you know, line drives are going at them that are spinning directions they don't expect.
4: And I I know you threw this out there, and it's not ideal, and this is we're just going off of something that Evan Grant is hypothesizing, and we've kind of discussed is he thinks that it's Foskey versus Wyatt Langford for the DH spot. And I I know you've thrown out there is maybe that is not the preferred avenue. I wonder if it would be any different if he was your starting DH every single day. I know you're still not engaged in the field yet but I imagine he would still get some spells in the outfield and so we still have four weeks there's still a lot of time to go but Foscue not projected on this roster at which point you definitely have to make or maybe have some hard conversations about you have a future in Major League Baseball it just might not be here
0: yeah it could end up being the um, Willie Calhoun situation I could see that I think that I have no I've not met Justin Foscue yet I've asked to interview him to get a feel for him but uh, Willie Calhoun ran a little bit emotional on the Texas Rangers when they would have to make a tough we all, decision. Yeah, and yeah. He, yeah, we I saw think it. you guys talked to him yep. the day that he got yep. sent down to AAA and them just saying, we still like you. It's just that we don't have a spot for you to start the season right now. Um, the other thing, too, is you never know who's going to be healthy and not healthy at the end of this. Um, but I hope that he would handle it well. He is a first-round pick. He got, I don't know, approximately $3 million would be my guess from the Texas Rangers. They want Justin Foscue either course, to be successful here or be successful enough that they can use him to get something that they need. So, yeah, I, this is going to be interesting. The Rangers have real depth. Even the Rangers in 2010, and I'm sorry I'm forgetting everybody, like Herman was like their best like backup yes. infielder or something, and you're just like, dude, when we need bench help throughout this season, you're like, this is an unbelievable nine guys in your lineup. But I don't really like the three guys that have to fill in on those days that people need off. And then when you got to the playoffs, if you needed a pinch runner in the, let's just say, the seventh inning for Mike Napoli, you're like, oh, so what are we bringing in after him? Because there is still two or three more innings of play. And you're just like, dang, like this doesn't feel good where – the Rangers, this team, the depth is so deep that Justin Foscue would make at least 15 of the 30 teams Absolutely. in Major League Baseball, and he might not make your team.
4: Now, I want to throw it right here. We're going to go to Jack Leiter, and I want you to listen for a few things. where I committed an interview faux pas, and then was I justified, and then perhaps the connection to the big Lebowski
5: we got our buddy Jack Leiter hanging out with us again at spring training here this year. And last year, you were like, "I play a lot of golf." Did you? And I think you were painting. Have you added any new uh, new things to your repertoire?
6: Uh, um, no, I I, I I talked about all different things. Uh, I ended up going back and getting my degree this offseason, so that that took up a fair amount of my away from the field endeavors. Uh, I, I kicked around the idea of you know. Something, something like that. Uh, whether it would be painting or or pick up a guitar and try to learn how to play it, but I haven't gotten around to either of those things really. So, did you do online classes
4: or did you show up in person? You're like, yeah, I'm
6: Jack. I was.
4: Uh,
6: I Vandy's in person so it was it was in person i did do one online class through abilene christian and it transferred over so that was helpful but yeah
4: if you had to write your name on a test would you write jack Leiter or would you write jack lighter number two pick in the draft because i think that'd be a funny bit i don't know if your professors would think that's a funny bit but
6: the vanderbilt professors would not they really would not they uh, but
4: you would think it's a funny
6: bit right? i would enjoy that one but some of them uh you know, they, they're they not impressed by the the whole athlete thing. We, we were talking to John Gray just a little bit ago, and I'm especially fascinated
4: in spring training about what you can work on or what you can experiment with. Can, can you walk us through, is that something that you can do, or are you in a position with the team where you're like, no, I'm, I know what I need to do, and I need to focus in just on that?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think, and uh, hearing from my dad, too, who was an established big leaguer, I think those those established guys, obviously, they're uh they made the team so so they can they can mess around with with uh different things and and experiment a little more I'm I'm more you know I know what I need to do and and I'm gonna go out and, and try to execute that what is the difference like right right where you are
5: mentally and, and what you're trying to accomplish than whenever you first start uh, got it, at that Rough Riders
6: game on your first debut mm-hmm. yeah it's uh i mean a a lot has changed for the better mentally i feel like i'm in a really good place in terms of what i need to do my process and and my routine so it's more just about going out and and doing that and then letting letting results take care of themselves instead of concerning myself with that uh, with those results
2: how how
4: important is the spring training development between you and the catchers whether it's heim kisner or whoever how important is it for them to know your flow for you to understand how they
6: frame and call pitches I would say I would say it's important because uh, obviously I want to get up there and, and contribute early and, and often this year, and uh, that's that's an important thing because ideally the first time you're you're talking to and then throwing to a catcher is not. You know, in your big league debut, yeah. He- Evan Carter gets a
5: put out for you yesterday. Mm-hmm. When a fielder does something like that, has those kind of exciting play. What does it do for for a pitcher?
6: It's it's exciting. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, I mean that that was that was huge and and uh, big time players make big time plays. He's a stud.
4: This is a hypothetical situation. Just stepped all over Mike. I'm sorry, but he's, <laughs> wow. he's, gonna, he's gonna love this question. This is a hypothetical question that's definitely not about Mike. If he's spent thousands of dollars in Evan Carter cards, would you say he's got a problem or do you think he
6: bet on the right horse? I would say that's a good investment. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a hypothetical of
4: course. Okay.
0: hypothetical. I love, it, yeah. I love where you're going there because I still love collecting baseball cards. And last year when we interviewed you, you were talking about how you wanted to find in your free time kind of like a hobby or something did you find last year that kind of thing
5: mike just showed up late to yeah, this conversation yeah, he went, he it's a really good went, yeah he went back yeah, yeah. Uh, he got his i, I, I got that going. one mike. but at
0: vanderbilt so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
5: well if you ever do decide to learn guitar we just lost our guitarist in my band electric shrimp so just let me know electric yeah, shrimp. yeah yeah We're names we're still working on it a little bit but yeah it's a, what if, what if it was called the Umpire Strikes Back? <laughs> Would you support that as a
4: band name?
6: That's creative, yeah, okay, I could see, get behind that. Okay,
4: see, we got something right here. And then I was really curious, I know y'all are all on the same team and I understand a lot of friendships here, but whether it's Owen, Zach, Cole, or whoever, you're also competing with these people. How, how do you balance that dynamic for, we're a team, but also, we all have individual goals and egos.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's completely friendly. Um, of course, it's a friendly competition, um, and I think that's, that's healthy. Um, any, I think any good team I've ever been a part of, there's a friendly competition with everybody to do, to do well and push each other, and, and I think that's what we have, and we all want the uh, absolute best for each other, and it's, it's fun to follow.
0: Well, I know this, when I was with the Mets and your dad, he was kind of the leader of the starting pitching staff. And at the end of each month, he had a point system. And whoever finished last in points, so if we got, like, a complete game, it was so many points. Back then, you know, if we were bunting and sacrifice bunted, we got a point and stuff like that. So. That could be something uh, fun to bring the guys together. Just ask your father on, like, what was your point system at the end of the month on who had the best month as a starting pitcher?
6: Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. It's, it's fun, and uh, obviously everybody wants to do well, and everybody wants wants their teammates to do well, and, and uh, that's just that's just part of the healthy competition. It's I was scared
0: to death. I called my wife that time. We were in Montreal, and I said, I might have, like, a 2000 or $3,000 uh, <laughs> dinner bill, and there's nothing I can do about it because i'm the rookie and i might be getting had here and they might be making me pay the bill at the end of the night but luckily that did
4: not happen
6: that's good that's, that's good.
4: awesome super fun interview right there from jack leiter now Corey, you noticed this i realized the faux pas mm-hmm. i did step on mike's toes you, you couldn't you. see him though he, he i was, was gonna was ask that, one that of those...
0: stupid repeat question no matter what <laughs> and i, I was guess,
4: vindicated uh-huh. and Corey, you felt like it reminded you of this scene from the big lebowski
0: Were
5: you listening to the dude's story, Donnie? What? Were you listening to the dude's story? I was bowling. So you have no frame of
1: reference here, Donnie. You're like a child who wanders into the middle of a movie. <laughs> that, that, was, that was Mike. Hey, last year you
4: talked
0: about Listen. some skills and you I listening didn't know you're going to talk to Jack Leiter, and I was talking to a media person uh-huh. and then I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, let me get over here." So you're just like a child walking into the middle of a movie uh, cuz they're doing they're doing work and I'm part of the show, I think, and then I, just... I don't know. What did you talk to Chris Young about? Was it the show? Is about TV.
5: <laughs> you go, Mike. You're our buddy, man. We're happy. Absolutely. Here. I, I we you are. asked a
0: great question. The I thought of the same Trump? question. Oh,
5: oh yeah. Oh yeah. That one. That was a good question. That's a
0: good job. <laughs> Thanks, man. He went to Vanderbilt. He went back to Vanderbilt and got his degree. <laughs> he said yeah, but at Vanderbilt.
5: Yeah, it was just that
0: felt like a really
4: unnecessary shot. People are going to be Vanderbilt, it's the Harvard, <laughs> or the South. Uh, Coming up next. What was the store, restaurant, or business that closed down or mostly went away and really broke your heart? Truckwreck.com, text line 877-881-1053. Also wanna hear from the Twitch, from the YouTubers. Next, right here, live from Surprise on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom, answer it. Call
1: silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy
1: Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight,
0: the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported
5: by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
4: KNC masterpiece back here on one hundred five three. The fan from the eight one seven. Am I blocked? No. No, you are not. I hope that suffices as opposed to texting you back. Now, this popped up I'm I'm not saying uh-oh, they're
5: uh-oh. going away. No, you just sound like you're
4: Oh already. no no. <laughs> this popped up because I saw a story and I can't remember the last time I've been to a Macy's But Macy's is closing 150 of their stores, and they're having to fix some stuff because their financial outlook's just not working, so they're going to go back to the table. I get that. You go back to the table, reassess your debt, Mm -hmm. and then you attack it from a whole new way. So I started to think, what's the store, maybe it's restaurant, chain, business, whatever, that closed down? or mostly went away that broke your heart. And the reason why I say mostly is because I immediately thought about Blockbuster that I was like oddly sad, but also like, good F you guys for firing me.
0: Mine (laughs) is pretty easy on this when you put this out. First of all, I do shop at Macy's some. Uh, And it's nothing against that. I just
4: haven't been to a Macy's in a while. It's Toys R Us.
0: Yeah. I, I, I still can't believe Toys R Us is gone, but I'll tell you this. My my boys barely played with toys when they were kind of of that age. It's just okay. they have so many video things yeah. now, and I know that they sold video games at Toys R Us, but I just when I would go to Toys R Us as a kid, the GI Joe and the Star Wars and the Transformers, Transformers, and then you had the. Did you ever n- do Voltron? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Like, I don't remember having a lot of Voltron, but there were so many toys to choose from and just going down those aisles and just thinking of what you could have uh, or hope to have. It was just fun to look at. It was just fun to go down those Toys R Us aisles and just look at all the possibilities of the different toys that you could have. And I would go to Toys R Us as a dad. And get the kids' toys there. But then when it went away, it went away. And it's just sad that there's no Toys R Us anymore. Now,
4: there's a lot of answers here from the 214 Steak and Ale.
5: I miss that place greatly. It's coming back. Is it? Yeah, did you not know they're, like, bringing, like, 10, 17 restaurants back?
4: Is it really coming back or is this, like, when they brought Bennigan's back for five minutes? Okay, because
5: Bennigan's is mine. Okay. Benigan's is the one that really made me sad because the Turkey O'Toole is the most amazing sandwich. Uh, but and I thought the brownie sh- bottom
0: pie was top-notch. I was a Cheddar's guy more than a Bennegan's guy.
5: Yeah, it's uh, right here. Uh, it says it's only months away from the steak and ale return. Okay,
4: I just want to know how strong this return will be because I remember the Bennegan's. Came back and there was one in Plano, and the only time I ever went there is when I was breaking up with a girl. So I don't know if I had the most fun. 75. Yes. Yeah, I went to that one one time too. <laughs> and from the 469, it's Toys R Us for sure. Steak and ale, I remember though, because that's where I started my uh, crouton-based salad that everyone thinks there's is no salad ridiculous. in the
5: crouton. It's a sandwich, basically. He has a deconstructed sandwich. He has bread. Probably bacon bits. Yep. Uh egg? cheese, egg, and is the ham olives. Little...
2: Uh, I like olives. Uh, yeah. Really?
5: Yeah. Black, black o- I like black olives. Oh, that's mu- okay. that's like a muffaletta sandwich right there, essentially, is what you threw Without down. Without the oil and Without vinegar. Without the oil and vinegar. All the
4: things were from the salad bar. Mm-hmm. I contend. That's
5: a sandwich, dude. It's, it's a salad. deconstructed sandwich, is all that is. There's Why no is salad, the salad mix. Bar, then? Was there any salad mix in it?
4: Uh yeah, the croutons. <laughs> they're from the salad bar. From the Oh, see. Okay, mm. and this one makes me a little sadder. Not just because it went away, but from the nine four zero Circuit City, it cost me my seventy thousand dollar a year job. All right, now that I can definitely see why you're upset that it went away. But to your other point, Corey, from the nine four zero, from the four six nine, from the two one four, it is Bennigan's, and what blows my mind is. It seemed like the Bennigan's was always pretty busy, Always, and busy. people love it now that it's gone. Why did it go out of business? I wonder if
5: that movie, Shenanigans, was that what it was? What was the movie? Was it Waiting, waiting that had Shenanigans? I wonder if, if that had any effect on like people's perspective of that place. I don't know.
0: I was never impressed by Bennigan's food. I did th- I I'm did sorry. like the turkey o- tool Turkey tool was
5: I mean I honestly I didn't go for much more than the turkey. Did, I didn't I mean, ask for a can I steak ask this? and broccoli.
0: Did Applebee's come about and knock off Bennigan's um I don't know how. Like people it's like I used to bland. like bla- I used to like black eyed pea that yes. restaurant, yeah, I'd their get broccoli cheese soup I and was stuff. But notch. I mean, I know Black Eyed Pea. If it's around, I don't know where they're around.
5: Bennegan's Happy Hour was always really awesome too. They, I mean, their Happy Hour was very strong. Maybe that's what got them. Maybe it was too much Happy Hour. Uh, it always felt that way. But I understand, Mike. I just it was the sandwich specifically. I was yeah. going there for the honey butter mustard sandwich that they uh, topping they had on the pretzel bun with the turkey. Mm.
0: What? Honey butter mustard. I don't yeah. know if I've ever
5: heard of it. Yeah, that. it was like a honey, it was a honey I mean, butter. I've heard of honey mustard
0: and I've heard of honey butter, obviously, through like water burger. Yeah, honey butter It was like a,
5: it was a mixture of, of butter with honey mustard, and it just it was so good. And Swiss cheese. I'm not a huge Swiss cheese fan, but it was perfect on that sandwich. Okay.
4: I've, I've seen this one from the 214 and the 972, and I don't know if these exist anymore. The Fry's Electronics. Now, I know out here it's really weird because Fry's is one of the primary grocery stores. That's Kroger out here. Yeah. And so I remember the first time I ever went to Fry's, if y'all are familiar with this part of the Metroplex, it was bought right next to the Galaxy Theater in Dallas and I used to go to the Galaxy Theater because at one point they had the biggest screen in Texas, and I thought that was really neat, but it was like the souped-up Best Buy, and it was like, hey, we're like Best Buy, but maybe two to three times bigger. I thought that place was amazing. Incredible
5: Universe for, was what it was before. and then Is that it what it was? Prize, okay. Uh, because my buddies got uh, arrested for stealing CDs for their, from there and then selling them to us in high school. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, the Galaxy, the Galaxy 9, Kevin, I do remember specifically going to See episode one uh, at that theater. And Adrian and I, two weeks beforehand, had been at that theater for some other movie. And then there were people in tents staying outside. That's too long. On opening night, <laughs> I walked past them and bought a ticket and went into the theater. And oh, I was like, yeah. "Why did y'all sleep out here for two weeks it's when so you could have just done this? You could have just that's, done what I did." That's yeah. That's too. That's too much. Black eyed pee Do you ever? That one went out of business. Yeah. No. That's. Oh, did you, Mike brought that one up? I that's a good one that I for used sure. To
0: like that, but. Um, I mean, another one that I don't really care that it went out of business, but I went there a lot as a kid because where I got all my shoes and posters and everything was Oshman's. Mm, oh, Oshman's. okay. But that was like at malls. But I mean, that's it's fine because you have Foot Locker, you have Champs, you have a lot of places that uh, replace that well, but there's nothing that replaced Toys R Us. I, there's I, no place to buy bikes and trains and video games. That is true. And this didn't fit that spot. but. What about KB Toys?
4: Because that was another one. Yeah, it was small, I, and right? that was like usually I thought of that as like in the mall, yeah, kind of. But I've seen a whole bunch of people from the nine four five Fuddruckers, from the nine four zero. Is that gone? For, I I think it maybe it is mostly gone. Dude, when Ruckers closed their dent location, my wife and I were devastated. Their food is so good. I have to admit, I don't feel like I see... There's a, one in Frisco. Okay, I don't feel like I see that around a whole uh,
5: lot anymore. It's tempor- temporarily closed. <laughs> okay. Well... I'll tell you, there was well, a there place, you go.
0: <laughs> there was a place way back when... Now, everybody knows Lubies, but... There was one that was kind of in the Hearst, Euless, Bedford area that was all-you-could-eat lubies.
5: H-E-B area?
0: Yeah. Okay. It was the best. All-you-could-eat Luby's? All-you-could-eat called eat Golden Luby's. Corral. <laughs> I know. but <laughs> We nothing, almost went there. I do. <laughs> listen, I don't mind a Golden Corral, okay? I do think Luby's is higher quality than Golden Corral. I'm not knocking Golden Corral. I've eaten there before, and I like Golden Corral. But all you can eat lubies was amazing, and then they went out of business. And I thought to myself, if you'd have just made all your lubies all you can eat, you would have done a better job. Mm-hmm. I yeah. could, I,
5: I could, uh, I could.
0: But I don't think lubies is around. If it's around, I mean, the ones that I've seen are all done.
5: My, my grandparents. Why did grandparents love cafeteria style? Because they loved Wyatts and Ryan's. Wyatt. And they-
0: <laughs> they, I liked
5: why well, it was in Dunkin those places
4: Hill.
0: because they could
4: be with their people at 5 p.m. <laughs> like they knew everyone would converge on this. Corey, I'm throwing this one out just for you. It's not completely closed, but I miss Quiznos.
5: Okay. Corey hates the round sandwich more than that, it, they have the round, the, the round
0: sandwich was like their number one or whatever.
5: Uh, I don't. The Sammy's. Uh, so. It was whenever they started having those rats as they're like, yeah, they were carrying the because sandwiches around. Move. I was like, that's, that's a bad horrible marketing idea. Yeah. This is bad
0: marketing. We have rats at our, <laughs> at our, yes. <laughs>
5: rats love our sandwiches. And I was like, no, I was in the backseat of a car and this was in, in Waco. Uh, you yes. and, and our friend Zach American were, were, uh, were driving and, and y'all said, there's Quiznos and Kevin, I'm pretty sure I went on a two and a half minute uh, bomb rant and we did not did we eat i think we had eventually ate at quiznos anyway you were and i was not happy stood about there that. like with your arms folded uh-huh the i you know i think they're it's back i think they have opened one of these but when i was a kid crystal's pizza was the place they had a movie oh, theater inside in yes yeah and, and i do remember and that they had arcade they had all those things and when we would go it was just so much fun to go and i remember telling adrian one night i was like hey I want to go check this place out again. And we got there, and it was closed. And we were just like, what? And so Crystal's Pizza was that place. But I know they they rebooted it somewhere. And I know Uh, they kind
4: of had something like that with Gaddy Town. Yeah,
5: Gaddy Town was kind of dope. Mr. Gaddy's is what it was.
4: No. Okay. It was Mr. Gaddy's, but the expanded version yeah. of it was Gaddy Town, and they would have like a little theater in there and everything.
5: It was, it, that was pretty cool. Look, man, y'all can love, y'all can love Quiznos. That's fine. Oh, are people pushing back again? Same thing with like
0: Bennigan's. Yeah. Bennigan's just wasn't my thing.
5: They, they had, it was for me, it was a marketing tool that did not work for me. It made me not want them. So that's, that was, that was on them. So I, probably I apologize. Oh, I did not think you would back down like that. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on
4: 1053 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy Bold Decisions from the Panthers,
5: Tyreek Hill, and the Cowboys. I apologize for your terrible p- taste in sandwiches. God, we'll do it next right here on The Fan.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com dolphins have run 17 consecutive plays you had the interception return for a touchdown in the middle now going deep
1: to the far side. Caught. It's Hill. Touchdown. 69
4: yards. Nice. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live at Surprise Stadium in Arizona for Texas Rangers spring training. Brought to you by Sonic. Mm. Oh, good. As well as the on-time experts, Best Buy windows and siding. So appreciate all of those businesses helping us make this trip happen. We're going to talk with John Gray. I do believe probably in about 15 minutes we might also have Dane Dunning on the show today. But right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip.
0: Five-time Super Bowl champs. (laughs) Man, it smells good. What does that smell? Do you want to start by talking about Tyreek Hill? Would. Okay. Does he play for the Cowboys? I just want to talk Cowboys. Okay.
4: You know what? Just no, 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 no. I'm going to call your bluff, <laughs> oh, and I sure. am prepared to talk about the Cowboys. And I bet it's going to infuriate you. The Cowboys have said no when asked do they need to change their culture. And this is Stephen Jones. Quote, from the organization on down, we feel good about our culture. You always want to be better. I will say that. If your results aren't winning the Super Bowl, I think everybody is saying, how do you ultimately be the last guy standing? But personally, I don't think it's an issue. All right. You know what I really like is the Cowboys have done that amazing thing of where they change the argument to something you're not arguing. Is They're like, well, if you're not the last guy standing, you're disappointed. Okay. How often do you hear people say, I can't believe we didn't win the Super Bowl versus, hey, don't we now have one of the five longest runs in the NFL of not being in a conference championship game? Mm-hmm. All we're even at, all, look, all I'm even asking for now, get to the final four. I don't even need you to get to the final one. I just need you to get to the final four. But, uh, look, I, I, I can't say I'm surprised, but, yeah, we feel good about our culture up and down. Awesome. <sighs> it could be. It
5: could be worse,
1: sure. Like it could you could Washington. definitely be Washington, yeah. Uh, and That's I know, true.
5: and I know like can't say in, that
0: about Detroit anymore. In that con- yeah, no. Well, <laughs> nope. it,
5: and you know what? What did what did Detroit do? They changed their culture completely. They did. Their culture was miserable. It was Washington for a long time, where you're just like they're 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 clumsy in there. And guys, we saw a miserable culture in in Dallas for a long time. We've seen five and eleven seasons that you're like, what's going on here? And they're good enough, or maybe just taking advantage of a poor division at the moment. Because do you think the the division's been poor? Even though the Giants made the playoffs, they were kind of a they were yeah. a false they were a false good team. Washington hasn't been good. That's and a so good you, way to put it. You kind of knew you could get away with wins there. And I really, honestly, don't think the Eagles are as good as a lot of people want to give them credit for in a lot of respects. But they still have ways to get better. They've maybe even taken advantage of a good division, but they haven't been able to take – or a bad division. They haven't been able to take advantage of a bad conference, though, where I, it's basically just San Francisco that's out there.
0: I think what's interesting is I was watching ESPN this morning, and I don't know who they have on. Like, I know Lewis Riddick was on there. He didn't make this point as some white dude who I guess talks to owners. Uh-huh. And they were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and I thought this was interesting. And, you know, you, you sometimes don't think of it this way, but he said – do you know most owners are really jealous of the Dallas Cowboys and the Joneses? Because that's what they want.
4: I could they see They
0: want that fame. They want that exposure because they're making so much money. So in Jerry's world, Jerry doesn't know, like, who common people are. He knows who, who super rich people are. He hangs out with the super rich. And the super rich people are jealous of his organization going, you have the perfect organization. Winning and losing doesn't matter. And so the people that he's competing against in a way and the people that he hangs around, they think Jerry has it figured out. And they desperately want Jerry's situation where the games don't matter. Yeah. I mean, losing doesn't matter. You guys have all the money. You have all the fame. You get all the women you want. It's like that's that's what.
4: They want the Patriots became a big deal because they won all right. the Super Bowls. Yeah, Kansas not because, City's only yeah, a big deal because yeah. they're winning now. If they weren't winning, nobody would care. And the Cowboys seem to yeah.
5: continue to circumvent that. So, mm. I think, man, Dawson made a a really uh, salient point Ooh. yesterday. Whenever he said, "You are a good team," but then every month you have a bonehead moment that makes yeah. us go, makes us go, mm, "You're not." Yeah, and that's where like that's that's where I have those. You know, somebody argued earlier about uh, Dak wasn't the problem and the loss in the playoffs, and I was like, he was part of it. Holy I mean, if you, if you can't see that he was part of it, yeah. what are we doing here? And that's the where, like, I feel like when you have – how many games did we have on the schedule last year? Four? That we were like, hey, these are big games. The rest of them, you're like, okay, you know, you should be able to beat these teams. But And then Arizona, that's a weird one. But th- then you have the, those other ones where you're like, man, Buffalo, this is a good time to put your stamp on it. And this, these are these are moments. This Miami game, good time to to stand up and say that you're here, and they don't. And that's where I get frustrated. I'm like, Dak's not the difference in those games. Yeah, he's not the one that goes, "Oh, well, you know what? This thing isn't isn't for real today. I'll pull us out of it. Don't worry about it, guys. I got it." And then everybody's like, "Oh crap!" I actually believe that Dak can do this, and he needs more of those moments, those opportunities where he does deliver on those, so the team can believe it. But but Kevin, those are the things that I think it. Frustrates As you get to the playoffs, you're just like, it's just going to be the same thing because I saw it just a couple days ago and it's inexcusable and you can't argue against it.
4: Now, this is no doubt a joyous day for Mr. Mike Bassick. Tell me. As the Kansas City Chiefs are, in fact, releasing Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which will save the Chiefs $12 million.
0: Okay. I mean, he was a very inconsistent wide receiver. Luckily, uh, you know, the big play where – You know, he kind of falls on his back and cradles the ball. That was a huge catch uh, in Kansas City's run to winning another Super Bowl. It's going to be really interesting because Sky Moore was the talk of the draft two years ago. And two years into his career, he looks like he can't play in this league. Like, he's not good enough. Uh, They draft uh, Rice out of SMU. He looks like a future number two receiver. Maybe he'll turn out to be a number one, but really like he looks like one of those good number two receivers in this league, but everybody else really struggled on their team at the wide receiver position. And they still won the championship. And I do think they're looking at it going, obviously they'll get rid of the the kid Tony. Who's just, he can't play in Canary's, this league. He's, yeah. he's not smart enough to understand how football works. So, I look at it and go, this is going to be an interesting offseason. They won the championship and know their biggest weakness is their wide receiver core.
4: Now, we tease the Tyreek Hill story. The accusation goes like this. Sophie Hall, who is described as a plus-size influencer, she has more than 2 million followers on Instagram, is she has filed a lawsuit saying that Tyreek Hill got angry at her during a blocking drill because she was invited to an offensive line blocking drill after watching Hill train in his backyard on June 28th of last year. On the first rep of this blocking drill, the allegation from Hall is that she managed managed to push Tyreek Hill backward. And because of that, it drew laughter from a bunch of people who were watching, including Hill's trainer, and so Hall says that Tyreek Hill was embarrassed and angry, and then he insisted they do the drill in the opposite positions. And the second rep, or excuse me, the third rep and fourth rep, he charged her violently and, quote, with great force, leaving her in excruciating pain and a fracture in her right leg. Mm. So she was like, hey, this is supposed to be a fun thing. He got embarrassed. He took it too far. And I had to get two screws in my leg because oh. he got embarrassed. So the accusation goes by the plus size model against Tyreek Hill. Did she
5: sign any waivers or anything before I, I would feel like if you did, that would hurt. No, like, and Kevin, the only reason I asked that, here's the the real reason I asked that is, we have had some wild and dumb ideas about things yes. we would like our professional sports teams to allow us True. to do. Uh, and our professional sports teams are like, hey, we think those are funny. Uh, but we do need to protect both ourselves. And our." even our boss is like, look, Kevin, please wear a helmet while you get tackled yes. by Jesse Holly," And right. you were like, whatever, boss. And if you had gotten I hurt. I thought about it for a minute. Like, yeah, so the, the protection is always – he's always thinking – Gavin Spittle, I will all give him credit. He's always thinking about protecting that part of it, right? Like the the company can't get screwed because you guys are wild idiots. But the, I feel like that's the thing where, hey, go into that with some clauses here. I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I guess – She did think it was just going to be all in fun. I'm going to quick hit a couple of these, but maybe we can talk about it more tomorrow, is they've got the
4: NFL Players Association report card where players graded owners, coaches, teams on working conditions. Number one working condition team, the Dolphins. Number 32, the Commanders. Number one coach, Andy Reid. Number 32 coach, Josh McDaniels. But this one is interesting to me. Number one owner, Stephen Ross. Number 32 owner, Clark Hunt. And one of the things it says is facility investment was a big part of owner grades. And so players do not like the investment that's gone into the Kansas City facilities. I'm sure they love winning Super Bowls, but he got rated dead last wow. for
0: that. I mean, it is an old facility. They've, like the Royals, we're out yeah. here with the Royals. They're building a new facility in downtown Kansas City. I'm wondering that the Royals are leaving. And it's going to take some time for them to build their new stadium, three to four years. But I wonder what that does for the Chiefs and, and going, should we build a new stadium now in Kansas City? Which I would think with their weather, you'd want a retractable roof. There's I going to be a lot that. of days you want to play outdoor football. But when it is negative 24 degree wind chill or whatever it was that. that game against Miami, that you have the ability to make that an indoor game.
5: Do we just believe that, like, in our minds that Mahomes, it was so cold that that's why Mahomes' helmet broke? Or do you think that it was more that?
0: No, I do think it's – I do think that's – because he's wearing the same helmet that the Dallas Cowboys wear. I don't think there's any difference. I do think the the plastic or whatever was that freezing cold that it it was brittle.
5: It's still, like, one of the – wildest stories from that playoff section. A couple more quick notes for you. The Vikings GM
4: has said, no, we are not trading Justin Jefferson. And the competition well, committee... Well, is, I mean, they got
0: Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's big Well, not time.
4: yet. The competition oh. committee wants to ban hip drop tackles, but they're still working on a precise rule because the word that they're putting out there is the NFL executive vice president said the injury rate on hip drop tackles is about 20 times greater than on other tackles, but they're trying to specifically figure out what that rule would look like. And so while they want to put a rule in place, what exactly is that going to look like still to be determined? We're we're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, you want to talk with John Gray? Let's do it. Right here on your home of the Rangers, the world champion Rangers as we're Mm, live from spring training (laughs) on 105.3 The Fan.